When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey News Podcast. We are back with the Hockey News Podcast Division Season Previews. Ryan, we did the entire Western Conference last time. Then we went away, we changed shirts, and we came back. And now we are going to do the Eastern Conference. We're going to start with the Metro. Let's cut any of the, the jibber-jabber, if you will. Yes. Let's just hop right into it. Let's start alphabetically, as always, Let's do it. with the Carolina Hurricanes. They had, an interesting, they, they, had a, they had an interesting and very active summer. They signed arguably the, the top guy out there, Dimitri Orlov, to an interesting, only a two-year deal, 7.7. They signed Michael Bunting, three years, 4.5. Jesper Fast, two years, 2.4. Uh, they re-signed their goalie tandem, uh, uh, which is Antti Ranta, one year, 1.5. Freddie Anderson, two years, 3.4. They also picked up some guys, you know, around the the, the peripheries of their of their roster. Uh, with Brendan Lemieux, they got him one year, 800 grand. Uh, they traded for they, that long-awaited Tony D'Angelo trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it didn't end up being a trade. They ended up signing him for 1.675. Um, and then also they got Caleb Jones. Um, so just. Uh, an incredibly active offseason. They got some serious, you know, they beefed up their, their uh, blue line, and they also beefed up their forward core a little bit with, you know, uh, Andre Svechnikov coming back and everything. What do we think of the Canes this year? Well, this could very well be their year. Um, you know, you look at how things ended last year, and obviously no Andre Svechnikov in the playoffs. I'm very curious. I mean, obviously he's one of their top players. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, you know, how different they would have been with him in the lineup, uh, you know, against Florida. But, you know, when I look at this lineup, I mean, the defense score, as you mentioned, getting Orloff, obviously that was great. But for me, D'Angelo coming back Mm -hmm. really elevates this back end because he had a great tandem with Jacob Slavin. Yes. Jacob Slavin, obviously, one of, if not the best defensive defensemen in the NHL. He was more of, like, the responsible adult on that pairing. He was. Between the two. But D'Angelo also helped Slavin have his best offensive season ever. Yeah. So, you know, it didn't work out for D'Angelo in Philly, obviously. But you put those two together, and it was just magic. Mm -hmm. And then you also have, obviously, Brent Burns as part of that same blue line. Uh, and then you add Orloff, you know, Jalen Chatfield, I think, had a breakthrough year last he year. He did. Um, so, I mean, the blue line is maybe the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have that whole raft of forwards, uh, you know, led by Sebastian Ajo. You know, Martin Netesh has obviously established himself as a potent NHL threat. And as I already mentioned, Andrei Svechnikov. So, I mean, for me, this team is basically, you know, Stanley Cup ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were probably Stanley Cup ready last year, although you know maybe they didn't have enough grit as it turned out to to get through those wars. And I don't think Svechnikov would have really tilted the uh, the scale. No, but he has a big body. He has a big body. Yeah. But I think when it comes to Florida, mm-hmm. like we've talked about, getting to the middle was yeah. and and Svechnikov would have helped a bit. But I don't yeah. know if it would have been the tipping point there. Right. So I, I think, you know, it's probably a bit of a different strategy this year, and you, you hope you don't run mm-hmm. into a team like Florida uh, 
that you know makes you go to the middle. But I mean, honestly, it's the playoffs, and you should go to the middle of the ice. Absolutely. Um, so I think Svechnikov will help in that regard because he has a big body and he can kind of swoop in there. Um, you know, Bunting maybe, but he played for the Leafs, who failed at the same assignment against Florida. Um, yeah, to be so, fair, Bunting was on the shortest leash um, humanly possible for true. hockey players. So I'm not sure how free he was to explore the studio space. Right. After he got that, but you know, yeah. then again. You, you can take cross checks. Yes. Yeah, you just can't give them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can't. And you can't fall down all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, God forbid you fall down. Yeah. yeah. But long story short, uh, if Carolina wins the Stanley Cup, it would certainly not surprise me. I think mm-hmm. we actually picked them. Did we? In our yearbook. As you can see, Sebastian Ajo at the top of the. Uh, the pyramid there. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just about execution. They, ha- they have all the pieces. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. You know, let's see if it pays off. Yeah. I, look, I think their blue line is maybe the best in the NHL. Like, they, they have top to bottom just three pairs of, of just absolute studs. They have three top four pairs, basically. They got pairs and spares. They got pairs and spares. Pairs and spades. Um, and it's, it's great. And adding Dmitry Orlov, I mean, this is a legitimate top pair guy. Um, a guy who, uh, uh, you know, like he had a great year in Washington, a, a team that was a sinking ship, and then he went to Boston, the best team in the league last year, and he just thrived even more. He's a guy who can quarterback a power play if you need him to. He can play special teams. He can move the puck, this, that, the other. Um, but I think, like, getting D'Angelo back is great, but, but what I love is that they now have two... Uh, uh, like two top power play weapons at mm-hmm. the top, like 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 the when D'Angelo was in uh, Carolina, I guess two years ago, um, he was quarterbacking that top power play unit, and it was a great power play unit. Um, Brent Burns slid into that role, and they and he did phenomenally last year as well. You know, like he was a phenomenal fancy defenseman. He was a great defenseman in real life as well. Um, so now, you know, if thirty eight year old Brent Burns goes down. You don't have to worry about, you know, who you're going to step back up there. But I do worry, though, that they have two of those guys, two very offensively, totally offensive-minded focused right-shot defensemen mm. um, in, in that lineup. I wonder what that does to the configuration because before it worked so well because they had, you know, that pairing where you had the responsible adult and then uh, D'Angelo. But now you have basically older, a little more responsible, but still D'Angelo and, and Brent Burns. Mm. Interesting. Now, the the I, I think... You know, goaltending is a little shaky just because Anderson and uh, Ranta, they're always injured all mm. the time. And that really came to, it, it always seems to come and bite them right in the playoffs. Like it, yeah, because it's wear and tear, Exactly. Right? And, they, they, and for some reason, they re-signed the two goalies who we know, like, are the most weared and teared goalies. <laughs> Worn and torn, if you will. Right. Um, which is great because they had Kochekov um, in their back pocket. Exactly. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, anti-Ranta on waivers or something at a training camp or something. And they go with a Kochekov. Uh, uh, um, what's it called? Frederick Anderson, uh, you know, sort of tandem there because you can't carry three goalies. Really. I mean, you can, but it'd be irresponsible. Yeah. Um, but then I look at the forwards and I go, this is a very well-rounded forward group. You know, bringing Svechnikov back is great, um, but they still don't have that top line, like, like game-breaking talent. Like, they, like Svechnikov is great. Mm. Aho is great. Those are both very, very good hockey players. Um, but like, you look in the playoffs, I don't see any of those guys as being like the you know, the Matthew to Chuck, and I, I hate to, to make this sort of like narrative thing mm-hmm. here, but like the Matthew to Chuck, like you need a goal, he's guaranteed to get you that goal. You need yeah. some, and they, this has been the thing that is bug, that is sort of like hamstrung them for a long time is that they're a very talented team when it comes to moving the puck and defending and all that, and they have a very balanced roster, but at the top of that lineup, their big guns, 
you know, they aren't, they, they, they kind of shy in compared to some other teams like the Gatling guns or the nukes that other teams have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they really addressed it that much. They, like, it, it's, they, they basically, they signed Michael Bunting to be their big um, offensive sort of addition. And after that, everyone is coming back. Yeah, I, I think the hope is that Sveshnikov is that guy. I mean, he's still pretty young in <laughs> yes, his career, and, and obviously the injury set him back, but I I would assume the hope is that Sveshnikov can be that nuclear option when they need it in the playoffs. You're hoping so. Yeah. Uh, and he is only 23, but he is, now yeah. he is coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cops are coming to arrest us for that take as well. Right. But look, I think that this is a team that... It would be very, like, I would be shocked if this team doesn't, doesn't finish atop the division this year. For sure. I think it would be a, a, a genuine, like, like, that is their... I, when it comes to expectations, I think that's their floor. Is a division like like you know we picked them in the magazine to win the cup. Yeah. I think bore, like like bare minimum they should be taking this division and running with it. Even if you get injuries, you have the depth for the regular season mm-hmm. to sort of like even if you have you know like two three defensemen go down, you still have a Caleb Jones and Jalen Chatfield that are back who are capable guys who can yeah. give you minutes. I think this is a team that that should win the Metro pretty much outright. Yep. Now another team that's very interesting. Um, is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they have a new coach, Mike Babcock. Um, so I think instead of doing a, a preview here, we should just rank all the players we think they're, who are going to work the hardest yes. and then tell the players at the bottom. Yes. I think that's, that's very important. Yep. Um, Good plan. But, but, you know, they're, they're adding Adam Fantilli, mm-hmm. the third overall pick. I was about to say second. It was so instinctual right. because for a year we thought he was going to be second. Yep. Um, but they also, you know, Kirill Marchenko, Marchenko coming back, Line A, all these guys – where they really made sort of the, uh, the shapes of their roster, they really sort of brought talent in, is on the back end. They made, they made a couple big swings yeah. uh, in a sign-in trade for Damon Severson, you know, eight years, 6.25 mil. They got Ivan Provorov. Um, very, very, uh, uh, you know, and obviously they're going to get Zach Wierenski back. Now, it's funny, before the show, I said the most late August sentence of all time, which is, I can't wait to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets defense. That's right. And our producer laughed at me, and you laughed at me, and I, and I chortled as well. Um, so why don't we have that conversation now, the long-awaited one, in that this is, an odd, this is an odd conversation because, dare I say, the Columbus Blue Jackets have more NHL-capable defensemen than they have slots to put them in on the, on the active roster. It's very true, and it's a good problem to have. And, you know, you look at last season, they had so many injuries. At one point, I remember talking to then-coach Brad Larson, he's like, at some points we had nine, ten guys out of the lineup. Oh, yeah. And the most important of all of those was Zach Wierenski, Mm -hmm. their number one D-man far and away. Franchise guy. And I think he played 13 games total last year. And obviously that's going to put you in a hole when your number one guy is just not around for the majority of the season. So now you have, you know, when I look at it on paper – you know, Damon Severson, very capable two-way defense. Absolutely. I mean, really, he kind of just got priced out of New Jersey because the Devils were already so strong and they have kids coming up mm-hmm. um, that shoot right. So, you know, in a perfect world, the Devils probably would have wanted to keep Damon Severson, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is a business. So Columbus, I think, benefits from that. I could see a, a Wierenski Severson pairing, mm-hmm. and then maybe you go Ivan Provorov, Adam Bokvist. Yeah. And then you have guys like Peek and Good Branson, and, you know, David Yurichek. Does he make the squad? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's still very young. But he was phenomenal in the AHL last year. Exactly. I mean, he's definitely, you know, earned a look mm-hmm. based on his skill set and, and know, pedigree. And pedigree. Yeah. yeah. And that's a guy with, you know, tremendous two way capabilities, big body big shot he can defend mm-hmm. um, so 
you want to be in a situation where roster spots are scarce. Mm -hmm. You want that competition. And, you know, maybe they end up waiving someone. Uh, maybe somebody just, you know, like gets sent down, uh, you know, like Nick Blankenberg, uh, who was an awesome signing for them out of the University mm -hmm. of Michigan. You know, uh, he was great for them, but he is eligible. So it might be a numbers thing. And then if you have injuries again, at least this time it won't tank your season mm -hmm. as it did last time. I look at the forward core just to sort of you know, move Let's on move to the on, rest yeah. of the roster. And it's very exciting that they signed Adam Fantilli. Yes. It'll be great to see what he can do in his first year of pro hockey. Um, you should maybe temper expectations a little bit, though. For sure. Like, yeah. you know, this is, he's a very, very good hockey player. Yes. This is an 18-year-old. You know, no, he'll be 19 oh, he'll because be, he's a late birthday. Either way, yeah, man. But he's still, still very a, young. He's a child. Yes. All right. So yeah. let's just maybe. You know, every, I'm I'm seeing these predictions. Sorry, not to not to interrupt you, but I'm seeing yeah. these predictions mainly for like NHL 24. I'm right. like, what are these guys going to end up with? It's like oh, Adam Fantilli, like 56, 50. I'm like, guys, if he tops never, if he tops 30, I will be happy for him. Points? Yes. Fair. It's it, that's interesting. I mean, it depends on how he's deployed, yes. right? And it's like yeah. as of, as it is now, you've had Boone Jenner as your number one uh, center, which is unacceptable. Yeah, I think in an ideal world, Boone Jenner is on the wing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think eventually, sooner than later, Adam Fantilli will be your number one. He should uh, be. And then you have Kent Johnson as well, mm -hmm. who's a tremendous offensive center. Um, so for the Blue Jackets, you know, this is going to be kind of a... It, it might be an awkward season where um, guys are finding places and developing into roles. And yes. they might not develop into those roles right away. So there may be some growing pains. But I do like the long-term outlook in Columbus uh, where you do have Patrick Laine, you do have Johnny Gaudreau, you know, you do have weapons up front. It's just a matter of figuring it all out. You know, Kirill Marchenko came in last year and really took advantage of his opportunities as a goal scorer. Had a Cy Young season. Had a Cy like Young 21 season. goals, like five assists. He certainly did. Um, so, you know, you look at a roster where Fantilli and Johnson mm -hmm. are your top two centers. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I, I buy, I buy that program. You know, yes. I, I buy that product where you can slide Boone, Boone Jenner to the wing, and then all of a sudden you have a top six that involves Line, Gaudreau, Fantilli, Johnson, Boone Jenner. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty fun. That's not bad. I dig that. Yeah. Now, my final concern is in net. Oh yeah. Right now, Elvis Merzlikens is the starter. Um, each year since he came in to the NHL in 2020. Mm -hmm his save percentage has gone down. Yes, which is not great. It is not. That's kind of the opposite it's of what a, you want. It's a trend that obviously cannot continue. Mm -hmm. Well, it can. Uh, I'd love to see where it goes. It'd be funny. <laughs> Fair but, enough. I don't think you know, okay, Kalina would be doing I don't think so either, either yeah. Um, but with an improved defense core in front of him, maybe that changes. Uh, you know, They do have an exciting prospect in Daniel Tarasov, yes. who is still developing. Um, but you know, I, I see a future where Tarasov is probably the starter. But when does that happen? Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it may not be this year. They're probably going to be, you know, like he'll probably be Merzlikens' backup. Yeah. Um, but I think sooner than later, again, like Tarasov's going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is, I, I feel it's going to be a transition year for Columbus. I don't think it's going to be as stark and dire as it was last year, unless they get into injury troubles again. Injuries really made it unwatchable hockey. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's at least hope and there's, a, I can see the vision. 
Now, Merz Lickens, to be fair, is signed, including this coming season, so 2023-24, for another four years mm. at 5.4. So, you know, when it comes to being usurped, I mean, that'll be, especially because he has a modified no trade, too. Yeah. I don't know how the heck he got that deal, but hey, good for his agent. Um, now, before we move on Columbus, I want to uh, sort of pick your brain on the rumblings, the mm. chatter that potentially Patrick Lana could have sw- swapped into the middle. Did you not hear that? There, that was, oh man. Who's, who's saying that? There, Patrick Laine was saying that. And also there were some serious rumblings around draft time, around free agency when they were making their moves. That Patrick Laine potentially could be, he's like, I would love to sw- swap into the middle. I'd love to do And there was some rumblings there. I think that's probably the most ridiculous <laughs> hockey experiment you could possibly have. Yeah, like he didn't even play center in junior. No, I know. But, there, but yeah. that was, I'm not pulling this out of my head. Like yeah, this yeah. is... This, this was legitimate hockey rumblings. Maybe he's just having fun with this. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe I just got duped. Maybe. I mean, yeah. the only thing I could, like, if I'm going to entertain this concept, <laughs> the only thing I could say is that, you know, you had Steven Stamkos as a shoot for a center yeah. at one point. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess there's a precedent there. But Steven Stamkos had been playing center since he was, like, you know, a yeah. rookie in major junior. Makes no sense. No. But just thought I'd, I'd bring that up. Fair. Um, all right, the New York Islanders, the team that s- mostly stayed the same, uh, but just got more expensive. Um, now, some of these, it's funny because at the end of the day on free agency, we were in here, we are in this studio. Yeah. I think you had gone home at this point. Possibly. And, uh, uh, you know, we, I'm like 35 <laughs> new sets or something into the day. And, we fi- and Lulia Morello, in, in, in his infinite wisdom, Decides to drop the four biggest contract extensions of the day all at once right. at like 5 p.m. And a couple of them, like like two of them, I was like, oh, that's great. Those really those seem to make seem to make a lot of sense. I enjoy that. Cool. And then the other two blew my mind. Like like I needed a straight jacket like yeah. to get out of here. So we started off, uh, um, you know, with with Scott Mayfield. He got a seven year extension. Mm. That's great. Um, and it, you know, there, there's, there's a lot there. We got Semyon Varlamov for four years, mm-hmm. 2.75, blew my mind. Yeah. This guy is 35 years old. He's going to be, he's going to be 40 by the time this contract is over. He's battled injury, but Hey, you know, whatever. Elias Sorokin, I think this is maybe the best one of like, maybe the best goalie deal in the league. Maybe. Uh, you know, eight years, 8.25. He's in the conversation for best goalie in the league. Certainly. And, uh, he's, just in his prime now, and he bought up pretty much all of it for you know 8.25. It's great. Scott Mayfield, like I said, uh, you know for for seven years at 3.5. But the one that really blew my mind was Pierre Engvall, for seven years, mm-hmm. seven years of Pierre Engvall at three million um, per year. Other than that, really not much else uh, uh, happened here. They really didn't. Other than like, uh, I believe Carson Kuhlman. And like Hudson Fashing and Julian Gauthier. But other than that, yeah. they mainly re-signed all their own guys who didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, as somebody that was just doing the Meet the New Guy team notes, I think Julian Gauthier was basically mm-hmm. the only new guy <laughs> that they brought He's their in. like headlined acquisition. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at the Islanders, uh, I mean, it's certainly a franchise that values consistency mm-hmm. in terms of their roster. Yeah. And... You know, it's the old, you know, famous Lou Lamorello trope. It's like it's an orchestra. Everybody plays their own role. And I think, you know, what you see with the long-term deals is Lamorello saying, okay, this guy fits. I'm willing to give him this amount of money. If he's down for that, then let's keep him for the duration. Why not? This is a team that um, 
you know, they obviously on paper didn't really improve. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I will say is maybe they will be slightly better with a full season of Bo Horvat. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, obviously they got him before the deadline. Um, and he immediately cratered. <laughs> yeah, he but, you know, new, new place, yeah. new system. I mean, he was on pace for 60 goals, and he didn't even hit 40. So, yeah, you know, I mean... Right. But again, perfect like the, island, perfect with the Islanders, you know, it's team success over big numbers. Yes. Um, and, you know, Just those, when they th make that the playoffs, team success hasn't included the Stanley Cup in a while. But, no, no, it hasn't. But it's, it has included several conference finals. Hey, that's true, and that's the real measure of success in the NHL. Right. Um, continue. I'm just, yeah. I'm just messing with you, man. Go um, for it. <laughs> it's a team that you don't want to play early in the playoffs, and yeah. you know. No, you definitely don't. The ceiling may not be high, but the floor is pretty high. But it's, they are definitely one of those teams where it's like, well, they might miss the playoffs, yes. and then they're not scary at all. They they're going to be one of those teams that's within three points of either the wild card or out. They remind me of how you how you describe Nashville. In our preview, where it's yes. this is a playoff team that might not make the playoffs. Exactly. They likely won't make the playoffs. Nashville Look, North. Exactly. Now they, they obviously North yes. East. No, <laughs> yeah. Nashville North. Pause East. Um, no, they they definitely have a, have more like high end talent than Nashville does. Like Nashville doesn't have a guy who's uh, they don't well, have a Matt Barzell. I mean, they, like Philip Forsberg is there, but he's he's a winger and all that. But yeah. we're like they have Matt Barzell, Bo Horvat, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson. Like those are guys who can flirt with 30 goals if you really want to. Or, you know, like, like we've had guys who've scored point per game there. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is, I, I look at this team and I go like this, basically they stayed the exact same. They just got a little more expensive, honestly. Now, mm. they're, now, they, now they can watch Pierre Engvall not throw body checks um, for the next almost decade. Um, but, and, and now he costs more. Right. Um, but like you look at these deals individually, like the ones they handed out. Like there's some. Like I thought the Scott Mayfield one is fantastic. I've always been a huge Scott Mayfield guy. I yes. love him. I thought he very he, dependable. He played very. He, he's he's just very versatile. He's able to jump up into top pair minutes and 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 sort of like keep his head above water. Mm. Um, obviously this is a Sorokin deal. I mean you know you need a franchise goalie, and uh, it, like we, and they locked him up to a phenomenal term, like eight point two five million. Like in a world where like and I know Vasilevsky's won the cops, but he didn't sign that deal. I mean, one of the cops, like, in a world where Vasilevsky is making, like, you know, 9.5 or whatever it is, and the Bobrovskis are making 10, like, Ilya Sorokin, who, you know, a lot of people were like, low-key, this guy was the Vesna winner last year, uh -huh. um, to, to 8.25 for the next, for the next basically decade, like, for another eight years, um, I believe after this one. Yeah, so, so like, the next nine years, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, this is, there are a lot of second to third line to fourth line forwards on this team. Yes. Like there's a lot of, if you look at the, like the middle of their cap sheet, it is a lot of these contracts that, because normally like the, the nine, 10, like the double digit contracts, they don't kill it because you're paying those players for a reason. Mm. And very rarely do you give a guy like $10 million. And even, even I would say the worst example of that was Bobrovsky and still he almost won a Stanley Cup this year. Right, right. So yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about like the, the, the 2.5 to, to sort of like five to six million dollar contracts to guys who probably should be making half that. Mm -hmm. And they have like the Peugeots. And Nelson has been a great goal scorer, so I can't, you know, go into yeah. that. But like they have the Peugeots, the Palmieri's, and even the Engvalls and the Sezikas and the, and the Clutterbucks and guys like that who are making just a smidge more than I think they, they should. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, like that is their offensive core. I don't know how thrilled I am uh, yeah. about that. It just seems like this team that didn't make the playoffs last year stayed together and got a little more expensive. So not only did they not really improve, 
but they sort of like tightened themselves in a way where they, or they made themselves less flexible, less flexible to make moves in the middle of the season. I'm not super high on the, um, like the only thing that will, the thing that will get them into the playoffs will be Sorokin. Sure. Yeah. Uh, even then, he put up basically a Vesna caliber season last year, and they didn't, and they weren't very close to making the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You said the floor is pretty is pretty high. The floor is still not the playoffs, though. True. Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly a range there. So it does seem like this is a team that is perfectly designed to just annoy the heck. It's 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 a team that's perfectly designed to do kind of what Florida did last year. Yeah. Which is bounce like a like a high skilled. Like they, they, I, I, if whoever becomes the Boston Bruins of the, of this coming season, yeah. and let's say the 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 Islanders sneak in, yeah. I would take the Islanders over that team just because they the way they're able to throw another team off their. Yeah. Uh, we saw what happened in the bubble. Like that was mm-hmm. unwatchable hockey, but the results. But you can't you can't uh, tangle with the results. Yeah. Um, and yet I don't know if we'll get there. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, there's certainly a twelve to eight team in the conference. Yes. Uh, and if eight's your ceiling, maybe you should just make punt, but William Morello, he's not punting. Um, a team that I think had a great offseason is the New York Rangers. Mm. They did a great job getting some bargain guys, sort of rounding out their roster, giving extensions where they needed to. Um, you know, they have Capo Caco under contract for another year. They, they agreed to, to terms with uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Um, and he's still in RFA when this contract expires. He's only 21, so hopefully he can get into here. But mainly the big thing that, that sort of like swayed me was their Blake Wheeler acquisition. Sure. Because listen, Blake Wheeler, there's been, there, like, he, he is now not the captain of the team. He is not the main organizing leadership force, which I think is good because mm. clearly that did not work out in, in Winnipeg. Mm. There was a lot of smoke, and you can only assume that there was a lot of fire in that locker room. But now you have him, he used, and he used to make $8.25 million dollars, now he's coming in. He's still like a 50 to 60 point guy, 20, 25 goal guy, great offensive player. He's now making 800 grand yeah. on a team like the New York Rangers, who are very capped out, but they're also very talented. Um, obviously, obviously, if, if you have uh, Igor Shesterkin, that's, I mean, you, you can't really quibble with that. Yeah. Jonathan Quick, I think, is a great backup for them. Like, I think he's just a good sort of backup stabilizing force. He, we saw in Vegas how much his teammates loved him, even though he wasn't there for a very long time. Yeah. Um, it almost uh, Jonathan Quick getting traded might have tanked the the uh, the King season last year just based on the re- the reaction of what was coming from that organization right. the things we hear so he's a galvani- galvanizing force people like him they didn't really lose a ton Nick Bellino uh, Nick Nick Benino sorry getting in there I think this is a great roster I think uh, I think they're gonna do uh, I think they're gonna do great I think this is my this is my potentially second place finisher in the uh, in the division this year. New York Rangers. Yeah, I think, you know, for the Rangers in the regular season, they're going to be one of the top teams. I would probably slot them third or second because, you know, again, it's like regular season finish doesn't necessarily, you know, translate to Stanley Cup success. We've seen teams that just sort of get in and do their thing. Um, You know, you have the high-end elements with Adam Fox and Artemi Panarin. As you mentioned, Igor Shosturkin, Mm -hmm. one of the best goaltenders on the planet. Um, You know, they have, you know, a pretty good defense when you toss in uh, Truba and Miller. Uh, Even Lindgren? Lindgren as yeah. well. Very solid. And Braden Schneider. He's only 21. Braden Schneider, uh, who, you know, two-way guy. Yeah. You know, he can play physical, so that's nice. Um, my concerns with this team are not in the regular season. Because yes. I, like I say, I think, you know, they're going to be great. You know, they could certainly get home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. No question there. Um, I just wonder if... In the playoffs, they have enough, like, 
team toughness. Are you going to say team spirit? <laughs> team spirit, no. Uh, I, I just wonder if they have enough. And, yeah. and again, like, you know, you got Troop on the back end, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, but more up front, like, do they have the guys willing to pay the price? You know, you, you got Kreider, he will, for yes. sure. Um, but, and maybe this is because I just finished season two of Only Murders in the Building. Mm. Um, wow, you were like three episodes into season one last time we met. Oh, we and just you, burned And now things. you finish season two. You're, yeah. you're farther ahead than I am We now. do like three episodes a night. Very interesting. Uh, but I digress. You live a rock star life, Ryan. This is very true. That and I finished Tears of the Kingdom. You finally finished. I wow. beat Ganondorf. Um, Let's wrap this pot up so I can hear you talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my only concern with the Rangers is, and uh, apologies that this is totally okay. trite, but they're a little too much Upper West Side, <laughs> not enough Lower East Side, <laughs> and they're maybe a little Blake Wheeler changes that. Like you're saying, like like I said, in in ahead of they're the a Broadway team. Like I said, ahead of the, the, the playoff matchup between the Devils, I said the 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 Rangers are a little too you know Waystar Royco, yeah, and the and the Devils strike me as the Sopranos crew. And, yeah. I, and I would take, in a street fight, I'm taking the Sopranos exactly. crew nine times. Yeah. So they're a little too posh, you would say. Exactly. All yeah. right, all yeah. right. So that's my concern. Uh, I, I think they have, they have certain guys mm-hmm. that can do that, but they need more of it. And, you know, I mean, Alexi Lafreniere, like, he's got decent size. Yes. Capocago's got decent size. They didn't make their names on being physical, but there's nothing that says they can't develop yeah. into that. And if... If those guys could take a step forward in, in every facet of the game, obviously the Rangers become much more dangerous. Now, the Rangers did hire a bunch of new development staff this summer. Um, so I, I hopefully that, because clearly whatever they had was not working. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on on the amount of like high talented first round picks that, that have not worked out there. Mm. Um, we got to look at these guys and we realize like, like with, Ka- with Capo and uh, Lafreniere, and I'm a lot more, I would say, o- optimistic when it comes to the breakout season with Capital and Laughing Year, but still, yeah. Laughing 21 years old. Totally. You know, like, he, he, he didn't even get to attend his draft because it was COVID. Like, there's a lot of things going on here, yeah. so maybe this is the year where he figures it out. I think, like you said, I think this is a great regular season team. Obviously, you have Igor Shesterkin, so I think that's kind of like, I think he's based, it's basically like a, uh, if, if the Islanders were better. Like I said, that, you know, like the Sorokin's yeah. gonna, if anyone gets in the playoffs, it's gonna be Sorokin. Well, uh, uh, for the Islanders. Um, the Rangers are going to make the playoffs, and they have uh, that level of talent in the back end. And yeah. we've seen what happens in the playoffs. Like, they get in, they might not have the, the grit or toughness, but they have a guy who can become, like, a sentient brick wall yes. if he needs to. Um, but the one thing I look at, too, is, like, they, they did lose some offensive depth. Like, they, like, obviously, look, Patrick Kane didn't do a ton for them, no. but he was still, like, he was still someone they had a game plan for. Yeah. Um, and then also, Vladimir Tarasenko was not nothing with them, and yeah. both of those guys walked, yeah. you know? So it, it, it's, uh, and, and that roster... Did not get it done. I got bounced, right? So That's it's, right. it's, uh, uh, it'll be interesting, but I do think, in terms of a regular season, I think it's great. Look, our time Panarin shaved his head. That's he's, right. He's ready to sort of like cleanse himself of yes. the stink of the past yeah. and debuted the most absurd hairline I've ever seen on, on, on the uh, bald head, and I love it. Um, this is a team that has a lot of talent up front. Uh, the one thing I am worried about, though, when it comes to the young guys is that they, they swapped out Gerard Gallant for, I would say, English-speaking Gerard Gallant and Peter, Laf- uh, Peter Laviolette. Yeah. And he's not someone who's big on young guys. So it, uh, it really does seem like they're throwing their young guys in. English-speaking Gerard Gallant. Oh, Gerard Gallant does speak English. He's just because he's a... Because he's from, he's got like, a, he's got a, Yeah, he's got a French last name. I would say, okay, so he's like... 
American. He's American, Gerard. He's American Gerard. There we go. There, you go. there we go. Yeah. Um, and this is why we have a producer whose head is in his hands right now. <laughs> um, but I, I re it really does seem, seem like nothing has changed on that front. Like it, they still got the old sort of like hard-headed. Uh, this is a guy you bring in when you want your team to get over to the next level, not to build anyone up. And yes, right. you do want this team to go over the, to the next level, but they do have some guys that need to build up. Mm -hmm. Because think about what th where this team would be if even one of these guys hits their potential. Totally. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I worry about. But I digress. Uh, we, move all, we move on to a team that at least has a plan now in, in the Philadelphia Flyers. They cleaned house mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, Daniel Briere uh, uh, has a plan. He wants a rebuild. Yeah. And, they, and to be fair, they are really going for this rebuild. Mm -hmm. They are trading. Uh, they're selling off assets. They are uh, uh, they are, are loading up to. They're basically loading up for for the the possibility that they want. They are also going for Macklin Celebrini. Yeah. They are also they want him in in, in orange and black and getting Matt Faye. Mitchkov was an incredible boon mm -hmm. for them. You know that could potentially be their Alex Ovechkin. You know for the foreseeable future, Certainly. it could really kickstart that. But you know you look at you look at this roster. It is rough. I mean they got. They got a couple guys in here, like Garnet Hathaway is 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 gonna help. Um, you know, Sean Walker coming over in the Ivan Provorov, you know, million way trade uh, that we had to write about at a Dallas airport restaurant, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and then Mark Stahl, uh, guys like that. But other than that, I mean, and Cal Peterson, who mm -hmm. was unplayable last year, but he's making five million, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, this this is a team that is designed not to be very good, and likely. Some of their big ticket items won't be here by the end of the year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson are on the mend, but I don't know what we can expect from them. And we don't know how close they are either, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're getting there, um, but let's just sort of keep that as mm -hmm. neutral. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a year where you see a guy like Tyson Forster have a chance yes. to, to make his name on the Flyers. I, I like Joel Farabee. You know, Travis Konechny can sort of go up and down. Um, but in general, to quote train spotting, mm -hmm. everything's going to be bad. Bad. Everything is going to be even worse than it was before. But as you pointed out, that's not a bad thing. Mm. Uh, because they did get Mitchkov. They do have Cutter Gauthier, who yes. can easily be their number one center <laughs> in like a year or two. Yeah. You know, he's going to be at Boston College again this year. But I was actually talking to him in the summer, the World Junior Summer Showcase, mm -hmm. and someone asked him if he thought about turning pro last year. And he was like, actually, in the second half, I did think about it, but I had committed to play at least two years mm -hmm. at Boston College, and I'm a man of my word. And so also, like, why would you? And why Russia, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, he'll get another World Juniors under his belt. I think Team USA is probably going to be the favorite, mm -hmm. um, just to sidebar this. Um, but, yeah, they have the makings. You know, they're starting to build up a really good prospect pool. And they already had some, some nice guys. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned, Tyson Forrester, it'll be interesting to see what he can, he can do. I think this is kind of a make or break year for Cam York. Yes, uh, I think definitely. there's going to be opportunities for him, especially with uh, D'Angelo gone mm -hmm. uh, on the offensive transition front. But and you know, I mean, Cam York's not old, but it is sort of like okay, well, you've had a lot of time, you know, on some bad teams to establish yourself. You know, can you take it to the next level? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for me, this is going to be the worst team in the division, and yes. that's not the worst thing in the world. It's not. It's honestly, it probably goes according to plan. Because yeah. they really, like, they have some, some good young guys, but I would say a lot of them aren't ready. 
Like, we know Mitch Cobb's not coming over for at least, like, what, one, two years? Like, it, 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 at least, know. yeah, April 2026, I think, would be the earliest. That's not even a real year. Sure. So it's it, so that that would be a while. Like they have some guy like Bobby Brink played some NHL games mm-hmm. um, after after turning pro. Guys like that. So yeah. there's they got some stuff here, um, and they also have <coughs> Noah Cates. Actually, Noah Cates is a rock star. Noah Cates, yes, uh, um, and he's also on the roster. Yeah. Also, Owen Tippett worked out really well to for them. Yeah. Like that was you know they were a, the fact that they were able. And I know this is. Uh, I think I made this argument on the podcast before, but the fact they're able to salvage a piece from the Claude Giroux, we are hamstrung into trading him to this one specific place trade, mm-hmm. I think is, is is positive for like the morale of the team. They didn't just trade their captain and you know a guy who's, I think, name will go in the rafters one day. Mm-hmm. They didn't trade him for nothing, which is what it looked like. They have a guy who is 24 who scored 20 goals on a terrible team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. And then uh, if you, if you want to talk, and we talked about this when we did our, our, our Western Conference sort of um, um, previews for teams like this, is that they have a draft pick farm, yeah. if you want, in that if you want to trade Travis Konechny, you are getting so many assets for this guy. Yeah. Like for, for a team that's gearing up for the playoffs, Ooh, yeah. to add Travis Konechny, that's a, you're starting with a first and like a, I would say a B to A minus prospect right there. Fair. You know, yeah. even like Joel Farabee's 23, so you're not going to do anything. But Scott Lawton, for example, like that for, for a contender yeah. at the deadline, that's definitely a first. Like yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen Antoine Vermette, Michael Hanzus, guys like that go over first. Friggin' mm. Scott Lawton's going for that. Yeah. You know, and even Travis Sanheim, he was almost included in this big, you know, this big trade with uh, the Tory uh, with the Tory that Krug was that was next. But, you know, he's 27. Yes, he just signed an extension, but he's shown flashes. That, there's another guy that could, you know, that could get you some serious assets. They have, they have a lot of guys who, you know, this is a rebuilding team. You make the trade deadline. You're not like I don't think enough of your young guys are up where you need to surround them with like competent veterans. Like I don't think it's like a Chicago or it's yeah, or it's you like need, you need some, some tissue. Yeah, but I don't think that it's as important then especially because they're they're sort of like the leftovers of last year which just everything went terribly for the yeah. team last year where you can get away with trading some of these guys mm-hmm. i think i think they're set up in a position to to re- to cook in a really interesting way you indeed. know indeed so, and alphabetically we forgot new jersey we did and yes. i didn't even i don't even have them up here i <laughs> i don't know why i don't know how that happened all right new the new jersey devils so i think um Right under the Carolina Hurricanes in yeah, terms of, of, of uh, maybe even surpassing because they were able to get Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. It, it was mainly for New Jersey. It was mainly the extensions. Yes. Although they got like t- getting Tyler to Foley for the price they did. Yeah. was phenomenal. Great deal. But the ex- I think the extensions are mainly the, the thing. Case in point, in like getting M- Timo Meyer mm-hmm. for eight for for eight point eight is great for eight years. Yeah. Jesper Bratt for eight years at under eight million seven point eight seven five is a fun, like w- one of the best deals in the league. Given especially where the cap is going to go. Yeah. This guy could be making way more than that. Um, obviously, Toffoli getting in, in there. And also, uh, uh, re-signing Eric Halla, I think, is, is very important for them. Um, so that's great. And then they have, like you said, they have these young guys that are able to come in that are able to, to paper over um, a departure like a... Uh, uh, who were able to paper over the departure of a Ryan Graves, you know, yeah. who is someone who was very good for them last year, went, who went to uh, the Penguins, who are the team we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Um, but... This is still a great defense core, a defense core with with just the amount of, of prospects and, and and blue chippers that can really step in here. The only thing that that I think is is gonna is gonna trip them up is like we say is, is and I think it's funny because the two teams at the top of this division have the same problem, which I think is goaltending. 
Yeah, and you know we saw it in the playoffs last yeah. year where Akira Schmid had to take over for Vitek Vanacek. Um, and again, in the regular season, it's not going to matter because they're going to have the firepower to yes. douse most teams on most nights. You know, Jack mm-hmm. Hughes, legit, is now a hundred point player. I know it was ninety nine that he finished on, but yeah, we'll I round mean, up. He'll exactly he'll get to a hundred this mm-hmm. year. You know, Dawson Mercer, just yeah. like. The kind of guy you win with 100%. all the time. Yeah, you know, Dougie Hamilton, uh, you know, leads the defense core in terms of offense. You know, John jo- Marino, he broke out to like he he became like that stud yeah. two way defenseman last year. Yeah, that, John Marino, yeah. one of the best pickups in recent years, I would say. And only twenty six. Exactly. Remarkable. And then again, you know, we've talked about this with other teams where you want competition for slots, and the defense core already very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have Luke Hughes coming up. You have Simone Nemich, yep. uh, who was in the AHL last year as a teenager. So, you know, one of those guys probably has to stay in the AHL. Mm-hmm. But that's what you want in training camp. 100%. You want both of them to make your decisions difficult for you. And I, I think the Devils are in a great place right now. And, you know, who knows? I mean, we look at this roster now and say, okay, well, do they have the goaltending? But who knows what happens at the trade deadline? Right? If you can, you know, play your cards right in terms of the cap situation and make some magic. I mean, maybe they're a team that goes after a Connor Halebuck, a John Gibson. Like, who knows, right? And <laughs> at that point, you know, you're prorating the cap. It's a little different. Maybe yeah. somebody takes on some salary. Um, but this Devils team has most of the elements. And particularly in the regular season, I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the there's a, there's a meme on, on Twitter these days uh, um, when people are like compare two things where they say, it, and it's like a screenshot from like a YouTube video or whatever called, it's, it goes hydrogen bomb versus coughing baby. Right. And it's basically like, and it's from a video I think where it's, it's a, like weapon, like a weapon of mass destruction. And we go like, all right, next round is a hydrogen bomb versus a coughing baby. You know, which one's more effective? Right. Um, and you comparing, and you saying they could go after some, some goalies like a Connor Hellbuck or a John Gibson. I think it's very much John Gibson's the hydrogen bomb. And I think, uh, or um, Connor Helbuck's the hydrogen bomb, and right. I think John Gibson's very much the coughing baby. He's um, also been on a terrible that, team that for is, years. Look, that is true. That is true. Um, but to, this is, look, Akira Schmid showed some very good, both the goalies that they have under contract, they have shown really good glimpses last year even. Yep. Vanacek was great for them in the regular season. Yes. He is, you know, he, he, he showed that he can be, you know, if, if anything, uh, uh, sort of like a 1B you know, minimum, he was yeah. their 1A last year, and he yeah. got them to put almost the division, uh, at the top of the division. That's great. Um, and then Schmid stepped in in the playoffs and mm. played really, really well for like a round and a half. Yeah. You know, so, so good on him. So either of those guys can make it. But I look at the top end talent on this roster, and I go, like, this is, this, this is, this is where they might have sort of like a, um, uh, like a trump card over the Hurricanes. Yes, because right. they have guys where you're like, that's the guy that's going to get me points. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I love, I love Svechikov and Aho and guys like that, but I think you put them up against Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, Nico Heischer. Yeah. Even you want to put Tyler Toffoli in there, and, and Andre Palat's more of a utility guy. Like, yeah, but, but his experience is great. But you, you, you put those guys up against, against the Hurricanes top four, it mm-hmm. doesn't compare. So yeah. I, I do think that, that they might have the edge. I'm taking the Hurricanes top of the division. We'll do it when we do the whole roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Devils, they are a... Uh, they're intriguing. They're, they're, it's going to be another one where it's like comes down to the last day and they're going to win by a point. Or they're going to, sorry, get out of the division by a point. Exactly. Like it'll, be, it'll be very tight. Um, all right, the Pittsburgh Penguins, a team maybe the most active mm-hmm. team uh, um, in the league because 
they 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 come into July first, just swing it. Like yeah. they they you know Ryan Graves, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Noel Achari, Lars Eller. You know all these guys. Mm-hmm. All you know they they traded for Riley Smith, one of the most un- little talked about, but underrated, like a third round pick for Riley Smith. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like all these guys. And then to top that all up, oh, and they get Tristan Jari to, to an extension, which is a risk, but if it pays off, that's a, you know, you have a great goalie for 5.375 mil. Yeah. Taking a chance on Nadelkovic, who, you know, has had his stumbles, but maybe in a different system, maybe a different development coach, that'd be great. But to top that all off, they go out and Kyle Dubas, to his credit, managed to offload pretty much all of his bad contracts to get the reigning Norris winning defenseman, uh, or obviously yep. defenseman, the reigning Norris winner, who also is coming off a 100 point season as a defenseman. So that is like... Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Yeah. So now you have a, a roster with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and Eric Carlson on it. Yeah. I mean, that's not too shabby. It's true. It's a little top heavy. A little and that's, bit. And that's <laughs> yeah. been Pittsburgh's Achilles heel lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they do have obviously Jake Gensel, who's going to be hurt at the beginning of the year. Yes. Um, you know, they got Ricard Raquel. Um, you know, uh, at, you know Ryan Graves. Uh, on great. The back I think end. that's a great signing too. Amazing signing yeah. there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that should make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they missed last year under bizarre circumstances where they lost to Chicago. And created a chain reaction that almost destroyed the fabric of the NHL. Exactly. Like, yeah, for letting real. Florida in. Yeah. That was like the back to the future moment where, you know, like the Marty's parents still get together and then Biff ends up running the world. Like exactly. that, we almost got that. We almost got if that. If the Florida Panthers won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think, I mean, this is clearly a team that's built for now, 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 right? It's built for like... Arguably, like 2015. <laughs> like, it's also true. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is like it's if you you look at that that roster on NHL 15 yes. runs runs the board. Runs the table exactly. But it is 2023. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, obviously Eric Carlson coming off an amazing comeback season because mm-hmm. you know he was really hampered by that ankle. We thought that he was cooked. We thought he was dead. like for real. We yeah. thought like this. We thought this guy is gonna basically like a retiree play out the rest of his his years yeah. as old yeller. Yeah. Making eleven point five million dollars on a San Jose team that's going nowhere, just kicking it in the Bay Area. And then, yeah. little do we know, he he becomes like the first modern defenseman, really, uh, uh, to get a hundred points in a season. Yeah, incredible on a team that has nothing around him. He did it himself. Yeah, yeah, great. So I mean, it's gonna be very interesting to see what he does for an encore. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you think about Pittsburgh's power play; it's gonna be very sexy. Oh, um, but again, I, you know, regular season. It's, I mean, it's going to come down to goaltending for sure. Without a doubt. Right? I mean, there was a lot of inconsistency last year. They didn't improve. Mm-hmm. They're running with the same crew. Um, so that's a bit of a concern for me. I think you can paper over a lot when you've got Crosby and Malkin up front, and now you have a defense core that uh, is a lot more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I would say a lot more competent, too, when you bring in Ryan Graves. Yes. Um, again, it just comes down to this is an old team. Very old. Very old team. Uh, what do they look like in the first round of the playoffs? Because um, at this point, I'm going to assume that they are making the playoffs. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a team. It, it's weird. It's like, for some reason, I don't see them as a big playoff threat. I guess because it's, it is a top-heavy squad. Yes. Um, you but you certainly playoffs. have to be concerned if you have to face off against Sidney Crosby and Malkin and now Eric Carlson every night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I do worry about the goaltending. I do worry about the depth. Um, I think some of the guys they got are great playoff performers. Yes. Nolachari being a, I, a, a perfect example yeah. there. Um, but I do, I do worry that their ceiling is kind of second round. Yeah, I, I do think that too. What I what I was impressed by though is that they were able to get Eric Carlson and and then shed a lot of their bad contracts. Mm. Like the the Michael Granlin contract was going to kill that team. Right. Like for for it, this year and next year at five million for a team that needs to win like right, right, right now. Yes. Like this very second as yes. we're talking. Yes. Like by the time I'm finished this sentence, they will be mad that they haven't won yet. Right. Because that's how win now they are. Yeah. Um, uh, that would have hamstrung them. And also Jeff Petrie, how much of a disaster it was last year for him. And same with Jan Ruda. Like Jan Ruda had a terrible year for them last year. And they were able to, in, in one fell swoop, get both those guys out, the, out of the team, like mm. off the roster, and replace them with a guy who, if he's able to keep up the health. Because obviously, yes, Eric Carlson was healthy last year, but we have to remember, like before, he couldn't turn left. Yeah. Like, like it was... He was Zoolander. He was Zoolander. Yeah. Like before, it looked like he didn't have a working ankle and yeah. like he couldn't, turn one of the ways that you need to turn to defend There's only hockey. two ways to There's turn. only two ways. Yeah. And he can do one of them. That's right. He couldn't do the other one. And so he was it, great at that one. He was great at that one. But, and, and so. but you know, like, uh, a great strategy to beat Eric Carlson. Just go left. Yeah. And boom. Um, but I, I think that there, I think there, there is, there's a lot to like on this roster. Um, but you're right. Goaltending is going to be the big thing. Now, I did remember, though, and Kyle Dubas always has his, his, uh, his trump card up his sleeves. They do have Garrett Sparks. Oh. Uh, they did sign Garrett Sparks to an yeah. AHL deal. So, I mean, they're set, basically. So, we're ready to rock. Look, I think this team is going to make the playoffs. I think it's, with looking at this roster, it's almost impossible for a team with Crosby, Malkin, Brian Russ, Jake Ansel when he comes back, Carver Kell, Riley Smith, you know, all these guys, Eric Carlson, Chris yeah. Letang, Ryan Grace, Marcus Patterson, one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Even, you know, another year, uh, another step forward from uh, P.O. Joseph, and even Ty Smith, if he's able to... to to catch on, like that's that's a great group of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, all they need is Tristan Jari to be a 9-12 goaltender, yeah. and Alex Njalkovic to like be above eight seventy, like <laughs> where he's been before, and you're good to go. Yeah. But you're right; it does seem like like if you put this roster up against the Devils or the or or the Hurricanes or even really maybe even the Rangers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I wonder ooh, how far they go. But hey, they're gonna make the playoffs. We see. They're gonna make the playoffs. Fenway Sports Entertainment gets their two their minimum two uh, two playoff home date gate revenue uh, checks. Good for them. Happy for happy for them all. Um, and then the final team we got here is the Washington Capitals, mm-hmm. um, a team that you would think is in the same position as uh, the Penguins, except they've done the op- they've done a, a different sort of uh, move yeah. in that they're n- decided not to be very good. I don't think. Yeah, their move was no moves. Except for behind the bench, Spencer Carberry comes in. Yeah, who I think is going to be great. I do as well, and I think he'll help the power play. Uh, He did the power play in Toronto, which was obviously very Mm -hmm. successful. Um, It kind of feels like with this Washington team, uh, whether they admit it or not, they are basically a get Alex Ovechkin goals towards the record team at this point. Um, You know, healthy Tom Wilson will help. Healthy Nick Backstrom will help. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get 82 games or even 75 games for both of them, Thank you. then that goes a long yeah. way. 65 would be great, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and John Carlson, too. He was injured almost all last year. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a healthy roster certainly helps. Mm-hmm. But it just it doesn't feel like there's – again, this is an older team. They mm-hmm. need some of their prospects to step up. We yep. haven't really seen that yet. 
Uh, you know, we need to see a breakthrough from a Connor McMichael. We need to see Hendrick Lapierre seize a roster Absolutely. spot at this point. And I think that would go a long way for them. But at this point, I just see the Capitals as a team that's it's sort of diminishing returns. Um, and eventually, it, there's going to be a post-Ovechkin era, right? I mean, it's the same reality that Pittsburgh's going to face mm-hmm. in the future. When that happens, it's hard to say. But you know, you're gonna get in. You're gonna get to a point where you're gonna have to build up a pipeline. And uh, I thought they had a great draft. They uh, won the Calder Cup, but it, with Hershey. Yeah. Right. It was a veteran laden team. Yes. Right. Um, but you know, Ryan Leonard, I thought that was an amazing first pick yeah. for them. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, they already had Ivan Marashnichenko. Uh, you know, they got a steal this year in Andrew Cristal. In yes, they did. Yeah. So they're starting to build up a pipeline, uh, which is nice. Um, but it does sort of feel like the mission here, I mean, I, I'm sure they would love to make the playoffs, but it kind of feels like it's more about let's get OV another 40 goals. Yeah, they would love to make the playoffs. They're not going to, but they, no. would, they would love to. Um, Look, they have, some, they have some good pieces to work with here. Like you said, you want Conor McMichael. Uh, I think now with a different coach, too, like it's, it's going to be great because yeah. they, had, they had Peter La, um, Laviolette, and we know what he's like with young players. He's right. not, he's, even on a team that was going nowhere, they, they, you know, they're, they're very key on, on, he's very key on playing as veterans. So now you have a team with Spencer Carberry, who's a younger, more, you know, uh, uh, like, like sort of. He knows Conor McMichael. He knows Conor McMichael. He's yeah. a more forward-thinking coach. I'm going to miss his, uh, uh, his bald-headed stare glares in the hallway every time I walk by him uh, before games um, uh, at the rink. But, like, Rasmus Sandin was phenomenal for them last year. Sure. And he's a 23-year-old who at one point looked like he, and, and that one point was also last year as well, looked like he had top four. He was, like, going to be a top four staple for years to come. And, yeah. uh, you know, he could, he could do great. And, and. Uh, you know, like you said, McMichael and Lapierre and, and, and you know, Cristal, you could tell they got a steal because he signed his ELC and he's a sec- he's, he was picked 40th overall and he signed for over 900 grand on right. his ELC. So that, that goes to show you. Um, but they do need to start building up a pipeline, like you said, and they don't. Mm-hmm. And also, look, Tom Wilson, I, I think he, he's, he's a player that you absolutely need. You need to win. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's almost a market inefficiency now. Like teams have been looking for their next Tom Wilson. But... Yeah. Based on his age and his injury history, mm-hmm. giving him the amount of years and for six point five million, it's pretty wild. But then again, I don't know if they want to. I don't know what what they're what they want to do in terms of winning. The long yeah, and the long term plan. I, I will say, you know, Tom Wilson along with uh, T.J. Oshie, very important dressing room guys. Yes. So for Tom Wilson, even if his role on the ice diminishes in three, four years, mm-hmm. you'll still have a guy that uh, that sets the tone in terms of culture yes. in the dressing room. So there, you can give him sort of a bonus for that, if you will. Yeah, this is just like, this is just a very, uh, you know, aside from Ovechkin, he's obviously one of the most dynamic and incredible players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Backstrom has been hurt. Like, he, he had, like, the most invasive hip surgery you can We thought have. he might have been done. Yeah, and... I, st- I still wonder, you know, just because, yes, he came back, but I still wonder, and Kuznetsov seems like he's got one foot out the door, like there was trade. There's a lot of trade talk around Trade talk around him. Yeah. This just seems like a very mid-roster. Like, I use, that, I use that term again, and yeah. I, I remember watching them last year, and yes, they've made some moves, but not a ton, mm. um, where I looked at them last year, and they were playing the Leafs uh, on, like, a Sunday. You know, it was just a very, like, milquetoast type of game. I look at this roster, I'm like, this is such a like a a, a, a mid like vanilla roster. Like yeah. they got some players, obviously Ovechkin, but it's one of those Ovechkin games where he doesn't do much, right? You know, because um, there weren't a ton of power plays, so mm-hmm. he didn't. And I'm just like, man, this roster is going nowhere. And thankfully, they stripped down a lot of it. 
but it just seems like they haven't really built up a ton. So when Ovechkin gets that goal record, the the hockey world should celebrate for a straight week. Like it yeah. should be, or it should be like you know when the Queen dies, we have the two weeks of mourning. It should be like when Ovechkin gets the goal record, we should have two weeks of celebration and, and commemorative plates. Exactly. Like no yeah. one goes to work. We all just celebrate. Right. We drink. We eat borscht, borscht or whatever it, whatever Russian food is. Right. I think that's a Russian food, right? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. And, and we do great. But other than that, I don't know. Um, so we've reached the end. Let's do our rankings, shall we? Yes. Let's go. Let's start with you. Okay, so I'm going to say Carolina, okay. followed very closely by New Jersey, mm. probably one point. Rangers, Penguins, Islanders, Capitals, Blue Jackets, Flyers. Interesting. And I think it's a four-team yeah. playoff. I think they'll get one wild card and the, and the Atlantic will get one yeah. wild card. All right, you know what? I am going to go. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to switch up. I'm going to go New Jersey at the top. Sure. Carolina right behind them by, like, literally one point. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to say the Ranger. No. No, no. I'm going to say Pittsburgh in Ooh, three. Okay. I'm going to go Pittsburgh just because I think having, I think the regular, like, in a regular season context, having yep. Eric Carlson there, that's really going to boost it. So I'm going to go Jersey, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Rangers, and then I'm going to go Islanders, mm. uh, Blue Jackets, Flyers. Where do you have Washington? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have Washington above the Flyers. I think the Blue Jackets are going to finish better than Washington this wow, year. That's, okay. my, that's my hot take. So, yes. Yeah, so, here we go. Yeah. Here we go in terms of New Jersey, Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York, uh, Rangers. Yep. Um, and then we're going to do Islanders, yep. Blue Jackets, Capitals, Flyers. Gotcha. And that's it. So, okay. we'll be back to do the Atlantic. Uh, stay tuned. 